out beyond ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field. I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone, today I talk with my friend Pete and trust Tyson to, <laughs> to mow in front of the door just as I start recording. <laughs> it's close to his lunchtime so please excuse him. <laughs> Pete and I met about nine years ago in Cape Town. I became aware of him when he won a talent competition by beating the crap out of his guitar. Although I thought the practice was very odd, it sounded awesome and I was happy that he won. You'll hear more about that practice in my chat with Pete. We recently started seeing each other again when he moved to the Halderberg. Being, being a musician and an actor, I thought his story may be interesting, so I invited him to come and tell us about it, and I wasn't disappointed, as you will hear. You can catch Pete doing his improv theatre at www.improguys.co.za. That is I-M-P-R-O-G-U-I-S-E, improguys.co.za. This podcast is supported by The First Layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps in any addiction in 21 sessions. There's also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on The First Layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. This is Speed's story. Sit back and enjoy. Good evening. Good evening. It is <laughs> 28 minutes past four on a Thursday afternoon and you say good evening. <laughs> ah, it's, it's work's over. As far oh, yeah, as I'm for concerned. You, for you, it's, it, it, it's work, work done. What you actually need is a cocktail in your hand right now. <laughs> Sitting back and yeah. having this casual, casual yeah. chat. How are you doing? Uh, okay. Snot okay. nose, sore throat, yeah. it's headache. Yeah, I'm, or, I'm well medicated. <laughs> Good. None of it's prescribed, but none of it's dangerous either. Awesome. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. So you are okay to have this conversation? Yes, indeed. Yeah. Good. He wasn't keen until I said that it's all about him. Then he's, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we talk about me, my favorite topic. <laughs> let's do that. No, that, that's just a joke to, um, to release some tension. So you are a Helderberger born and bred. Uh, not born, but bred, yeah. We moved back here. This is where my family's from, yeah. but we moved back here when I was nine. From was where again? Namibia? Joey's. Joey's? Yeah. Who the fuck was from Namibia? Not this guy. <laughs> <laughs> when Joey's, Joey's were you born? Uh, I was born in Houghton. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Oh, very posh. Mm. <laughs> I was born in Triumph. <laughs> Triumph. <laughs> yeah. Nice. I don't think Houghton people even know about the existence of Triumph. <laughs> it's the old Sapphire all right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, Triumph yeah. is the District 6 version of Johannesburg. Yeah. Yeah. My parents bought the house when the government started the housing development after they... Yeah, skedaddled everyone. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So very politically incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> and so you came down here when you were nine years old. Yeah. And yeah. you're English. Yeah. As an English-speaking South African. Yeah, yeah. Not, Access Soti. Access Soti, yes. <laughs> yeah. And... Grew up Roman Catholic? Uh, no, my parents are not very religious. Is it? No, not at all. They were, I mean, like, look, my my dad was a was a Boer, a Boersian, but he got pretty much, 
You got for Engelst by my Scottish mother. Oh my god. It was all she was for lace. Disgusting. Yeah, yeah, they, and they you know, they were um, they weren't popular in the NG Kerk. I can uh, imagine no. they, because uh <laughs> that's actually a, that is actually a, a, a accepted Afrikaans saying. <laughs> sure. sure. <laughs> Afrikaners are raw fat. Yes, yeah, you ain't done anything yet. <laughs> Stick with me. <laughs> no, they, they, yeah, there was a, there was a, they had a falling out with the Engier Kerk. Okay. So my parents uh, left, and they were never particularly religious anymore after okay. that. I got exposed to the various Christianities and uh, Judaisms through family and friends. Okay. So, but yeah, there were there were some times when I, like. You know, I went to Christian-based schools, and there was definitely a time when I was like 12 when I came home from a camp and said, Mom and Dad, I've given my life to Jesus. And they were like, oh, okay, all right. Jesus, what have you done in my... (laughs) Five minutes later, I was back to my normal self. (laughs) The last high school I went to was, there was a lot of kind of the reborn uh, evangelistic Christian thing well, students there. They were. It wasn't part. It wasn't the school. wasn't based on that. But there were a couple of those students there. Laid their hands upon me, prayed. I was. Uh, but uh, didn't. Didn't. Uh, he, rub didn't off. he didn't take. <laughs> uh, my mom. She's always been in a bit of a. She, nature is her. No. Higher power. Oh, cool. Mom and I will get along well. Yeah. 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 We. You know. We had a house in the bush, near Hoodsbreit. Okay. Which we, so I spent a lot of my time there as a kid. That's my mom's kind of church. Uh, she did give me in my teens. She, so when was that? Well, from I mean, we bought that place when I was like three or something. Okay. Uh, we used to go there every. Okay, so that was kind of a, a, a holiday breakaway type of. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. What a nice place to have a mm. place like that. Yeah, oh. no, it was amazing. So. Beautiful, beautiful part of, yeah. of the world. That. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I didn't go back to the bush for years, and then I. Finally returned there like two years ago or something, and I was like, "Oh, this is a part of my childhood yeah. that I've lost." You know, many years ago, I must have been Cape Town for about ten years, and we got invited to by a friend to a private game reserve just bordering the Kruger. Mm-hmm. We flew into Joburg and then we rented a car, and I was so excited to see the Dürrenbüme again. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. such beautiful. Yeah. It was really kind of as if my spirit felt at home when I saw the Twitter <laughs> The smells up there. It's beautiful. The yeah. sounds, yeah. Mm. What year did you start school then? Primary school. No. So, like, what we called grade one back yes. then. That would have been 1989. So that was still part of the Christelijke Oor Onderwijs. <laughs> Christian higher education yeah. system. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So religious studies were still taught at school. It was indeed, yeah. yeah. And did that resonate with you at that stage? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, we didn't really, like, every now and then... No, it didn't really. I mean, because in my immediate... Although the extended family were, you know, there was a lot of religion in the extended family, the immediate family, we, you know, not really. My, every now and then my dad would get on a mission and say... I really, I've been bad kids. So I should take you to church, and it would last for like three Sundays. We'd go to Sunday school, and then you know, we'd forget about it. He used, he used to say, "We baptized you just in case." You know? <laughs> <laughs> so no, it didn't really take. What the first thing that really took was my mother gave me a, an introduction to Buddhism in oh, when wow. I was like 
15 okay. or something like that. That was the first thing that really caught my imagination. I started trying to meditate back then. Okay. But, oh, wow. uh, yeah, I didn't have the patience at all. <laughs> I really didn't. I'd sit for five minutes and go, this is terrible. <laughs> I tried for a few weeks and I was like, no. Nah. But it did. Yeah, that's... I am not. I am a cock Buddhist. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is for uh, people with more time than me. Old, old people with, with, with quiet minds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you look like the type of person that has a very busy head. ADHD? No, no. But certainly I am like most people, I think, spend too much time on the internal world. The internal world. Yeah, that bizarre, poisonous place of illusion that is the head. call the higher plane because that's higher than the heart. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, higher plans but what, what gets us into shit, isn't it? It really is. It's just a it's just a plane of lies. Absolutely. Yeah. You're also a musician. Mm. At what yeah. stage in your life did music enter your life? Almost immediately. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. Look, my mom was she was big into choral music. Okay. She used to jam Hallelujah chorus at the max <laughs> volume once she dropped off all the older kids. That was the last one. Uh, so I started singing, you know, from early in my life. And I mean, I was a singing student and a choir boy, and then I took up the piano. My sister was took was a pianist, and I took after her. Started playing piano at like six or seven. I see. Mm. Yeah, and then I was always a choir boy, and uh, got into the guitar when I decided it was time to be cool. At about the age of <laughs> yeah, six, absolutely age of nothing 13. cool about the about the piano, but the, but yeah. the guitar is something completely different. Exactly. So when you entered puberty, kind of teenage years. Yep. Time to get the guitar. Then I tried some viola. I sucked at that. By that point, I had too much of an ego to suck at something again, so I put the (laughs) viola back down. But I kept singing in choir throughout school, which is not a very cool thing to do. But very uncool. There was a a cohort, about three of us, who were very naughty. (laughs) Uh, Two of us got suspended from school more than once. Oh, my word. Uh, And we were in the choir, and we made choir cool at our school. (laughs) Because yeah, yeah, these absolute reprobates were, you know, yeah. we, were the, we were the matrix in the choir. Oh, my word. The ones that were getting uh, kicked out and, uh, what's the word, having disciplinary hearings and oh, yes. choirs where the cool kids were. <laughs> I like to think anyway. So you were fucking naughty at school. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. My first, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. My first, I mean, I'd been in trouble pretty much since... I think when, when we moved from Joburg to Cape Town, okay. I, I started becoming a troublemaker. Uh, but I wasn't suspended until the first time in, at the age of 14 when uh, my, I had uh, some weed seeds that I had given to someone else in my boarding school <laughs> wrapped in a speech I had written oh, for debating word. class. So oh, the maid found the seeds in this guy's cupboard wrapped in my speech. First suspension, <clears throat> second strike in that school. I'd, uh, I'd already, I'd written a strongly worded letter to our hostel master about uh, the cond- <laughs> the treatment of the students. <laughs> Got into trouble for that. But like nine months later, that guy was uh, asked, well, his services were no longer required by the schools. So I was proved right. Ah. And that black mark was never <laughs> taken off my record. 
<laughs> and you still have a resentment for that. That's on my next step four. <laughs> keep forgetting to put it no, on. Don't, don't forget that. Don't yeah, forget I that. keep forgetting, but that's, that's got to go on. So what the hell did he do wrong that was so bad? Yeah, it's too long ago now. I just remember, like, his wife, who was the, the matron, she was very mean to the girls. And I don't remember what he was doing wrong, but they were they were they were terrible people. They really were. They just were not nice people. Yeah, yeah. And they'd they'd bitten off more than they could chew. I mean, this was a brand new school. Uh, didn't have a boarding house. We were housed off campus and in a guest house in Somerset West. And they they had taken on the job of looking after school kids with no background in looking after oh, wow. teenagers. Yeah. So they'd bitten off more than they could chew. Absolutely. And it just didn't go well. So. I'm afraid of teenagers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think with good reason. <laughs> mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I, I, this is why neither you or I have them in yeah, our lives. Exactly. My first client ever was a teenager. And oh, as, dear. I, as I walked out to go to the session, Yaku said to me, just remember, all teenagers are insane and you can't believe a word they say. Exactly. Yeah. So that I walk into my first private counseling session ever with mm. those words in my head. <laughs> so I looked at this poor child and are you like me trying to read mm. every single body language? <laughs> I think he felt so uncomfortable. <laughs> he probably left and said, that man's mad. He can't did he come back? Like, he did, actually. Did he? No, he was one of his state for a while. Wow. Yeah, so it couldn't have been that bad. Yeah. I don't think I helped him with it, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like if I remember going, like, if I think back to what I, when I was going to a psychologist in my teens, I didn't want to be there. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, he probably didn't want to be there either. Obviously not, because you, you, you also got caught with, with, with some stuff, and mm-hmm. father, parents forced him to be there, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we just, me and him, we just went to the, the counsellors and the psychologists until the heat died down and exactly, we could get yeah. back to our naughty selves. <laughs> totally so. Yeah. So, take me back to guitar playing. Mm. So, what type of stuff did you play on the guitar? Uh, you mean as a, when I first started yeah. in my teens? I was lank into lank. It was the nineties. I was into grunge, yeah, the Nirvanas and oh, the okay. Sound Gardens and all of that. When you said grunge. I frowned. <laughs> there is a twenty-year difference. No, thirty-six. Thirty-six. Now, thirty-six. Yeah. Yeah, so there's a, quite an age difference between us. Sixteen yeah. years. Sixteen years. Yeah. So grunge um, was a sound that I was familiar with. It was. Was it? No. No. Oh, okay. No, I moved directly from country music to 165 beats per minute <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I took a significant jump <laughs> fair enough fair enough so so then the first time I saw you playing a guitar yeah. you were doing what I would call you abusing your guitar was, yes <laughs> you yeah. were moving the cock out of that thing I was and you call it what percussive acoustic guitar playing Picasso acoustic uh, per- let me try that again with my cold <laughs> percussive Percussive acoustic. Ah, and where did you learn to do that? I think the first time someone showed me that you could use the body of a guitar as a as a percussive instrument, body of an acoustic guitar, was in my teens. Uh, You know, there were these two older kids who had a band who, and they used to come around and smoke weed. They showed me the first kind of. Thing. And then it wasn't until, you know, the the advent of the internet and YouTube that oh, I okay. saw lots of players doing this kind of stuff. Okay, so that cool. would have been in the 20, 2008, 2009, kind of, okay. when I started doing it a lot. Yeah. What you did with the guitar was amazing. 
just beat the living daylights <laughs> out of it. Living daylights out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you say you're a singer as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't for a long time because I smoked so much weed that, yeah, especially after I stopped practicing at school and I just smoked weed, then okay. I had no singing voice for a long time. Okay. Uh, but then when, yeah, one of the gifts of staying sober for long enough, you know. So you got I, your voice back. You got my voice back. I started exercising again and yeah, I can sing. It's rare. So it's not my imagination that, that you're looking more bulk. That's probably chocolate. <laughs> I don't Say so what? You're exercising, eating chocolate. <laughs> is that what it's about? Uh, no, I did. I got back into surfing a while ago, so that's okay. that's probably. Oh, cool. My shoulders are probably a little bigger. Because Peter and I only reconnected a few weeks ago when yeah. you moved back to Somerset West. We know each other from Cape Town. Yeah. And I looked at you and I thought you, you definitely look more bulk. Mm. But you were possibly thin when I met you. I wasn't doing much exercise yeah. back then at all. Yeah. Cool. And you know, yeah, they're chasing it, like, or rather, use, getting some physical exercise was a life skill I had to learn <laughs> when I came into recovery. <laughs> yeah. My mother was always on my case, like, you know, you'd be happier if you got some exercise, yeah. and I was not convinced. Of course, I had to, you know, slowly become, yeah. Were you also a computer game? Nah, not really. No. As a young kid, yeah. Okay. But then, I just didn't... I didn't, I never had a console, so I never, I mean, I had friends who did, and of course, there were some university years where the, the One Oak console lived at our house, and we smoked a lot of weed and played a lot, but other than that, no, I was never okay. a big gamer myself. And what did you study? Uh, drama and psychology, the first time around. Cool, <laughs> first time around. Yeah. Uh, then I did go back about three or four years ago, five years ago maybe now, to do third year psychology again. Uh, did intro to neuropsych during that time, which was oh. fascinating. Uh, yeah, because my I'd, I wanted to do honors in psych and they said, redo third year because yeah. it's been more than 10 years. Yeah. Uh, but then I relapsed. Uh, oh no. And I didn't, uh, I didn't do so well. There was also, there was far too much psychiatric medication uh, which meant I couldn't uh, concentrate anyway. Okay. So I really didn't do well. And then... Was that through UNISA? No, I went back to UCT. Actually, part-time? Yeah. Uh, no, I was there full-time. Oh, I was wow. there full-time. Just doing third year, though. Just okay. doing third year uh, psych. Uh, that, that was the so year... So, like, in four lectures a week? <clears throat> uh, well, yeah. Two lectures a day, really, yeah. Most okay. Because yeah. yeah, I was doing... Well, yeah, three lectures a day. Because I'd be doing three courses... As part of Psych 3 at any oh, okay. given time. That was the year of when when the roads must fall started. Oh, my God, no. I was on campus for the for the chaos. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, it must have been horrific. Uh, no, it was, yeah, well, it was. And also interesting to see unfolding. Did you feel physically not safe at any stage? No, no. Serious? But certainly, you know, I got to see intelligent people being shouted down by by crowds that just didn't want to hear them. Um, and I, that was a kind of a, you know, a foreshadowing of the, well, the current political landscape yeah. everywhere, isn't it? You know? Well, that would have been awful. Uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> nice word, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so now, during this whole beat leaving school and going to varsity and 
Did you work as a actor, musician? Is that was that what kept you alive and going until I met you, or, or did you do some other stuff in between? No, after I mean, I left varsity, went straight to London, and Ooh, um, city of sin. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, oh my word. <laughs> yeah, I, I went. I went to London and. Um, I tried to get a few acting jobs, but uh, as an unknown in that bigger, you know, pond, I mean, I should have really gone somewhere else. I really should have. <laughs> but uh, yeah, before I knew it, I was working a dead-end office job, uh, which I did for, after I backpacked around for a while, I came back and worked in this dead-end dead office job for another three years. And then when I moved to Australia... Sort of, oh, yeah. I moved to Oz, sort of, kind of chasing an Aussie bird who I'd been dating in, in the okay. UK. Uh, <laughs> kind of, sort of, it sounds yeah. like a true commitment. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, 100% committed at all. You're right, but, but you, uh, you moved continents, <laughs> moved continents. Um, really I really, I hope she's not gonna listen, she probably won't listen to this, but basically, what happened was I was moving to Oz of my own accord, and she, my ex who was Australian, was there. And I didn't feel right to say, I'm moving to Australia, but I don't want to get back together with you. So I, oh, by no default, got back together with her. And it <laughs> lasted, lasted about a month in Oz before we were broken up again. But yeah, that's when I started eventually busking for as a musician for a living. Oh, okay. And then since then, yeah, I was a musician for a long time. When I got, after I got deported from Oz... <laughs> Back to the UK. Okay, wait. Um, so, do you have abandonment and rejection issues? Who doesn't? I mean, school school doesn't want you. <laughs> Australia <laughs> doesn't want you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but I just want you to let you know you're very welcome here. Thank you. <laughs> welcome Thank to you. meet me in the field. We want you here. <laughs> How does that make you feel? It does make me feel very good. It also makes me feel... Uh, I don't. It's an unfamiliar feeling. <laughs> it sounds like. Mm. So what the fuck did you do in Australia that you picked no, up? I lied to get in, to extend my visa. Oh shit! Um, you, as a as a British <laughs> as, a, as a British citizen, I was able to extend my visa by working a certain amount of farm days in rural Australia, and I did. I started working on a on a sweet potato farm there. Uh, I but I ran out of there wasn't enough work at the time, so I was running out of money, so I left. And went and became a street musician. And then, but when I just when I work farm days. Yeah. How many a year? You had to do three months of farm work okay. on, and I didn't have three months. But it, you know, everybody lied and just made up how many yeah. days they would worked. Myself, knowing that I'm, despite the fact that I get caught. For everything, no matter what, I, t- I decided I'm going to try it anyway. Oh, God. And I filled in the forms and everything and, uh, online and I told some lies. Uh, <laughs> and I sent it off and I got the visa. I was like, sweet. Oh, wow. And I flew back into Oz from New Zealand, where I'd been to for six months. And they, But they decided to question me on it. And by this time, I'd forgotten what oh, lies I'd word. told. No. And they were <gasps> like, listen, we'd love... To. Guy questioned me for two and a half hours. Oh, my God. Just trying to find any way to keep me in the country. And he was like, sorry, dude, no more. You're out of here. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, got flown so back. Yeah. directly on the next plane? Yeah, yeah. I couldn't afford to fly. So they were like, well, you've got a British passport and a South African passport. We're going to fly you wherever's cheaper for us, yeah. uh, which happened to be the UK. Okay. So I got and <laughs> my bandmate at the time gave me all our money that we had. Oh, he said, here you go. Take it. 
good luck. And then, yeah, it was like a couple <laughs> Use of days. my number. <laughs> yeah. A couple of days later, I'm in land in London with like a hundred uh, Kiwi dollars to my name and, and a guitar. Oh my what God. do I do now? Um, you've got a cat meowing out there. Do you know about that? <laughs> yes, let I'm, him, trying, I'm trying to ignore him. Let, let the little cat in. Um, hello, Tyson. Oh, you. Oh, hello, you handsome devil, you. <laughs> Tyson had surgery this week in his mouth, so he's not a very happy cat. No. So he complains a lot. So let's hope he doesn't disturb this recording too much. We need some nature sounds in here. <laughs> So what do you do in London then? Uh, well, my sister was there. Uh, she lives there still. Okay. And she had—I can't remember how—but yeah, she. Well, news had gone out across the family <laughs> network that Pete was lost somewhere <laughs> on the globe. We didn't know. Nobody knew whether. Yeah, but she knew to be waiting for a call. <laughs> I called her when I got in. Hey, help! Yeah. Then eventually, I mean, I started busking again in London. But that's, you know, my parents were coming to visit my sister there, coincidentally, at that time. Okay. And uh, they they said, we'll fly you home. You look like you need a rest. <laughs> um, and I mean, in hindsight, I must have looked terrible to them. I was, I was stick thin. I had gum disease. I was, oh, my God. No. I really, I was not in... Uh, looking back, I don't think I was in too good a shape. I was definitely, I was drinking far too much. Uh, so, yeah. And so, your hair was it long? Um, I can't remember. I met you, your hair was long. I think it was short then. Is it? Yeah. Okay. That doesn't Mm. fit the whole busking picture I've got in my head. Yeah, no, I think I had started growing it back out again. Okay. But I mean, like, you know, just for ease of maintenance when I was poor, (laughs) it was easier to just shave my head. Yeah. You know, so, but it was short. Are you so practical? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You are many things, but many things you're not, but practical you definitely Well, (laughs) except when it comes to career, I guess. (laughs) I've never been practical in that regard. But, uh, yeah, so anyway, six months after that is... After landing back in South Africa, that's when I ended up in rehab. Ah, <laughs> and that's where that's where our, our path starts. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. So, and since you've been, when you got to rehab, was it a twelve-step facility? It was, yeah. And mm. when you saw the word God in the steps, what was your feeling, your thought, your knee-jerk reaction? I was already familiar with the steps. Having my, my school sent me when I got suspended. Oh yes. My, so I, I was familiar with the steps from my teens, and uh, I suppose this time around, I was desperate enough to look at it and go, "I'll find a way around this God thing somehow." You know, <laughs> uh, I wasn't too look at the yeah. During the first few days, yes, my dear. During the first few days, I. Uh, was I guess I was in too much shock to really care. And then by the time I started going to meetings, started to see that there were some happy people here. Oh, and cool. once I was convinced they weren't lying about their clean time, <laughs> I started to go, and there's some definite heathens in here, and they seem to find their way around uh, this, this okay. slightly religious-looking bent to these steps. Yeah. So I'll stick around. I'll see what happens. You know? Okay. Yeah, I suppose I was... It was the gift of desperation. I was desperate enough to be open-minded. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing how desperation just kind of forced that, that, that open-minded cupboard open. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, frankly, frankly, dude, you don't have a choice. You know, mm. that type of thing. Okay, right, I don't have a choice. It's far easier if you don't have a choice and you just have to fucking exactly. do it. Yeah. Totally so. Mm. So what happened for you in recovery, spiritually? Been, that's, yeah, it's been a good, 
good journey. Is it? Yeah. Oh, that's good to yeah. hear. I, um, yeah, the first, for the first while, you know, I didn't really bother too much with, I mean, my first sponsor, he wasn't, he wasn't a religious cat. He didn't pray or anything. He, you know, and I started practicing praying and eventually found that I didn't need to bother about who I was praying or what I was praying to. I was familiar with meditation already. So, Thanks to the Buddha book you got yeah, at 15. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, I had, through my experimentation with psychedelics, I'd already found, the you know, that the, <laughs> at times I believed in this connection. And uh, so I just kind of had to muddle along along those lines. It wasn't, I didn't try too hard okay. um, at first, but it wasn't until I really came back from my second, re- well, no, no, after my first relapse that I really started getting into... Med- the, after the first relapse, I didn't want to come back to the 12-step rooms. Okay. So I did start doing a lot more meditation, and I got deep into the Buddhism. <laughs> deep, wow. deep into it. I became briefly became uh, yoga-obsessed as well. That didn't last long. Uh, but uh, I, you know, I started attending weekly meditations at various Buddhist centers in Cape Town. Okay, cool. That was very eye-opening, and I started reading deeply on the subject, and that was mind-blowing. My psychologist at the time also gave me a book, and I forget the name of it, but it was comparing the... Satanic verse? It was not, no, no. But it was was written by a psychotherapist who had an interest in Buddhism, and he was comparing and contrasting and trying to find a way to marry... The individualism of Western uh, culture and psychotherapy okay. with the collectivism of Eastern uh, culture and particularly oh, Buddhism. Oh, it sounds riveting. And it was, <laughs> he was not the most, it wasn't the biggest page turner, but it really did. I like, it was, okay, so some stuff resonated with you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, re- cool. I, I mean, even my psychologist said, look, this, I found this boring. I didn't finish it. But I, but me, I, I was interested in it at the time and I finished it and that was fascinating. And uh that yeah really look i did i went on a the psychiatrist i was with at the time i'm I'm not with a psychiatrist anymore but at the time i did uh, experience a bit of what i think is called treatment emergent affective shift which is essentially uh, a manic episode brought on by uh, medication and uh, i went a bit too spiritual Oh I was like, <laughs> I was like trying to commune with with the spirit world in uh, in too deep a way. I think I got a bit out of hand. <laughs> so, are we talking psych ward stuff? Or I was close. I mean, I did I did do some time on the okay. psych ward. Yeah, but, but then eventually I did get off all of that. Oh. I had another relapse, and then I came back, and then it was down to balance, <laughs> balance, and figuring out how practical spirituality actually is. Okay. Yeah. That it's got nothing to do for, for for me with a non-physical realm or anything, you know. That it's a, that spirituality is actually a very practical, yeah, day-to-day thing. That's what I like about the twelve-step spirituality. It's it's a workable thing. It's, yeah. it's, it's just kind of it's practical. Mm. I listened to a podcast today of my friend Marva. On this podcast, he's the doer of things. If somebody wants to catch up with him, and he was talking to another guy in the 12-step fellowship about spirituality and what I found really interesting about it was exactly that practical things they were Mm. talking about resentments and what they really are and how one actually really 
deals with it. Mm. And anger. Mm. We, what is anger? How, how do you figure out where, where does anger reside? What are the basic emotions? And, and what are the next level emotions? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. why do you end up with the next level emotions and how to deal with those? And all in, in the context of the this, this spiritual principles. And it was really... It's workable shit, mm. you know? so, mm. and I, I think that, that that's why it resonated with me. It wasn't it's not airy fairy bullshit stuff. Mm-hmm. I really liked the twelve step concepts of spirituality, yeah. um, and I definitely was a, a twelve step junkie at the time in my in my life. But uh, yes. I'm not a twelve step strictly twelve step counselor, for instance. Mm. Mm. Um, I, I meet the client where the client is and, and, and see what they can do. How is your life today? You've now been clean for about four years. Yeah. Just we're about a month away from four years again, yeah. Cool. That's cool. Awesome. And how are things for you this time? Is this the longest you've you've had? Yeah, yeah. Before this was two years and a two years and eight months. Of, I have, 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 two, <laughs> before year before this and two God, years. I'm going to make my life fucking a nightmare by editing this. Okay, let's try that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before this. <laughs> Two years and eight months was my longest stint. Okay. Yeah. So uh, for about a year and two months, I've been a record breaker every day. Yes. Uh, and uh, I'm not going to lie, it's been hard. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't, a lot of people in the rooms say that, uh, you know, my worst day in recovery is, was better than my best day in active. Not so, in my case. <laughs> no, no, no. Dealing with being a grown-up. And probably, you know, well, have a propensity towards dark ruminations. Oh. Uh, that, you know, it's, yeah, it's not easy. Um, yet, you know, the longer I spend sober, the more, the more I realize You're the dark times. The side. Yeah, and the dark times are short. They, and they pass. Everything passes. Uh, Hallelujah. And, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, the good times as well. I'll never forget in a meeting when I sat and I shared how well things are going and the voice from the back of the room shouted, this too shall pass. Yeah. <laughs> I was so fucking angry. Mm-hmm. And by God, did it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, thank God the bad times passed, but unfortunately, good times as well. Yeah. Wow. As I had a, a sponsor at some stage who had the most beautiful hand movements and would say, you know, Freddie, it's like, in, it, it, it's life, it's to and fro and mm-hmm. to and fro. So you have to see the hand movements that I'm making. It's like the, the ocean kind of moving in and moving out. Yeah, yeah. And I'll never forget that because that, that's how life is. That totally you're going right. to have times yeah. of abundance and times of, 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 of shortage. And mm-hmm. you're going to have the happy times and the sad times, the dark and the light. Yeah. And just kind of get through it for fuck's sake. And it will get better. Yeah. Because everything's always changing. Yeah. I'm always changing. My environment's always changing. You're always changing. Every, nothing's ever constant. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what I always say to people as well, kind of, when they say, but how can I redo the steps again? Why, why should I do the same steps again? Yeah. I said, because the questions stay, stay the same, but the answers change. Mm-hmm. But why? Because you change. Yeah. Just do yourself a favor and go read back on your first round of steps when we're on your third one, for instance. They're completely different. Yeah. And that's the awesome thing about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Are you happy today? Are you, are you content with life? Yeah, well, let's... Let's look at last week when I wasn't sick. Oh. I was a very happy chap. Then. Oh, cool, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Sickness has a tendency to really fuck up one's serenity. It really does. It? And, I was, yeah, it was a miserable week. But, yeah, last week, a couple of weeks before yeah. that even, loving life. 
Awesome. I've made, you know, some very grown up decisions to, you know. Well, adulting is difficult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I've. Are I, you a lot, Lamiki? Yeah. I guess adulting is more difficult for you, I suppose. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the youngest as well. We, youngest people don't, don't adult very well because no. everybody's been doing the adulting for you. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and suddenly yeah. they throw you out into the big bad world and say, now adult. You think, yeah. What's that? <laughs> what do you mean adult? Yeah. I don't understand that word adult. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. That, that's, that's what it was like for me. I really did not know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you're now in, back in Somerset West and adulting relatively successfully. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. It's a new job, so. Awesome. But it is, yeah, it's the most grown-up job I've ever had, I think, and I'm happy I've made that decision. And it was made, you know, as as I've sl- slowly started to make life decisions with less ego involved, ah, less of the need to impress others. So I think it's. I think I'm moving in the right direction. Awesome. As an adult, slowly. <laughs> Should have seen the face on that one. There's such a nice Afrikaans word, um, desnikenstaande. I don't know what the English word is. Um, despite. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Despite the fact that you're adulting in a nine-to-four job, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not nine-to-five, you'll definitely not, not do the normal, no, no fucking nine-to-five. No, 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 yeah. You, you, you're still involved in the entertainment world. Still as a yeah, you still do gigs. Am I right? Still Guitar doing gigs? improv theater. Okay, yeah, is that the only thing you you still do? Still, yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and that is theater sports. Or, yeah, well, or? theater sports is one of the formats we okay. do. Yeah, yeah. Cool. But yeah, so I still do that. And once I know how to adult a little better and can manage my time a little better, <laughs> and have some money coming in, I would like to start playing more music gigs, but. I've, I've fallen back in love with the piano. Oh, my word. Yeah, so... Right. Do, do you have one at home? No, I did recently take over custodianship of uh, <laughs> my grandfather's piano. Oh, it's, my grandfather's yeah, clock. My, yeah, grandfather's my, my sister inherited it, but she does live overseas, and I've, so I've taken over looking after it. And, yeah, so when I sat down at it and started playing again, I was like, whoa, this is the zone, dude. Oh, like, my word. So I'd like to start doing some stuff with that eventually. Yeah. Yeah, great got grade six classical piano. Is it? Yeah. I'm coming to him for lessons. He plays beautifully. I try to teach myself. What a f- <laughs> disaster. <laughs> I can't. It's, just, it's really, really difficult. <laughs> I, I, I can't think how people can do that. Did you sit with the exercise books? Yeah. yeah. I, I eventually finished the first exercise book. Yeah. But by that time, there were already some that I just could not do. mm, mm. And as you said, it's like driving. Because I keep yeah. on saying, but how can the two hands do two different things and you know what you're doing? It's, well, but when you're driving a car, that's exactly the same thing. You just need to keep on doing it. Yeah. But I gave up. It was too difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand that. Because it's, I mean, it is a lot of practice. Yeah. It is a lot of time. I tried to do half an hour a day. Mm. And no, it was just, it was really too difficult. Mm. So, um, so now I do nothing. <laughs> So, if you think of what would you like to do with the piano moving forward? Oh, I have no preconceived plans. Okay. Um, so you're going to let the universe guide you yeah. where you need to be. Yeah. First, I need to, uh, you know, get the fingers loose again. Well, no, I'm, I'm like way before that. First, I need to earn some money, find a house here, this side, 
you know, more practical considerations first. Damn. <laughs> I'm a romantic. I'm a complete, <clears throat> complete romantic. So <laughs> give me all that music and the poetry and the moonlight and all those those type of things. Well, you know, I, I say it, uh, that because by the time I'm in a space where I can do this, I'll be a completely different person, you know. And it, it may just be eight months from now that yeah. I... But I'll be a different person, so I can't tell you what I'm what my True plans are well, now. Yeah. Yeah. But I find the most difficult when Sponsee tells me they've met someone. <laughs> <laughs> my whole being is kind of no, no, no. But the romantic in me, oh, that is so sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 the, yeah. The worst advice you you going to get <laughs> romance from me. I just yeah. I'm just far too romantic. I believe in I believe in love. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, talk about what I believe in. So, what do you believe in? Uh, oh my God, you should have seen that face. Yeah. <laughs> what do I believe in? Um, if you say the children are future, teach them well and let them lead the way. I'm going to throw up. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, core um, beliefs in there. Funny, funny, yeah, because I, I did, we have a, there's a Canadian acting coach who comes down here from time to time. And, uh, you know, figuring out that your core beliefs is your three core driving beliefs is a crucial part of his acting technique. And okay. Like, I've got none. <laughs> like, that, that has been... You go deep inside you and there's nothing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The, I don't know the deepest core of, like, what drives me. Like, you know, the, who's the person you love the most in the world? I don't know! You know? Yeah. Uh, it's such a pity not a sex addict because Patrick can't tell you exactly what your four core beliefs are. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You don't even think about it. Pat, Uncle Patrick says. <laughs> yeah, look, I mean, I, I wrote down, I mean, he, he, I'm trying to remember what I wrote down. Yeah, actually, because his core beliefs are supposed to be positive affirmation things. And I just, I was like, I was super honest, actually, when I was, I was like, there were things like, Everyone will abandon me. Everyone will disappoint me. These yeah. are the cause of my being, yeah. if I'm perfectly honest, yes. you know. And those things can only change over time. Yeah. That, the, yeah. So those things actually, if I'm dead honest, those are the things that still okay. drive me today. Do you do guided meditations or do you just sit mm. quietly? Uh, either or. Okay. It depends uh, how grumpy, how tired and grumpy I am. <laughs> if I'm getting enough sleep, then I just sit and watch my breath. Okay. But if I'm tired and grumpy, which is most of the time, <laughs> I get a guided voice to help me out. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever met a lady called Sarah Blondin? No. Oh my word. She has the most beautiful voice. Yeah. So go, whatever app you use, go Sarah Blondin. Live, live Awake, I think, is her forum that she uses. But she also writes her own meditations. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Absolutely. I love, love, love Sarah Blondin. But before I forget, talking about the beautiful voice, you also do voiceover work. Yeah, I have. I think I'm done. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> I've, yeah. I've had it. Yeah, yeah, I think I'm done with that. Uh, uh, Just because you don't enjoy it, or oh, look, it doesn't. There's um, not as much voiceover work around these days. Yeah, the stuff I was doing really wasn't paying. Okay. The bills. How did you end up doing that? I'd always wanted to. Uh, okay. So, did you ever see a movie called? In a world. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that movie. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? I love that movie. It's one of my favorite movies ever. That's brilliant. Yeah, it's I, such, it was such a surprise. I didn't know what to expect at all. And yeah. you watch this movie. Oh God, this is so awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
No, there's the, and the actors that play the voice artists in that are great. They're they're, oh, they, it was such a nice movie. But I think, you know, the first time I thought of voice acting as a as a career was as a kid when, it, like, Mrs. Doubtfire. You remember that movie? Yeah. At the beginning of the movie, Robin Williams is voicing characters in a cartoon. Okay. And I was like, that's amazing. Yeah, I always wanted to be the guy. Okay. He, there's a bit where he has to sit down in a and get a, a, a grown-up job and he's he's sitting with an employment agent or someone and she goes what what are your skills and he's like i do voices <laughs> what well i do voices and then he and i was like that's amazing i want to do that <laughs> and did you ever get the opportunity to do something yeah like yeah i mean i've done done a lot of cartoons and uh computer games and oh serious yeah it's been fun <laughs> oh cool computer games are the most fun because then you just get to be as outlandish as as possible <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah that's amazing oh wow yeah but i'm now so impressed <laughs> <laughs> i've never met somebody well i didn't know i've met somebody who does a computer game is that the guy who would say i don't play computer games but i've heard when children play in my in my in my vicinity like kind of when you would kill somebody, you would say, take that, and things yeah. like that. So, that so that's a type of... Yeah. Oh, I yeah. One of the characters I had to do was... Uh, I mean, I don't know what the game was called or anything. I can't remember. But this character who was basically uh, a volcano or the, 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 subst- the boiling substrate of the earth made into human form. Okay. And so, I mean, I just basically went to the back of the studio as far away from the mic as possible and screamed. <laughs> Was, I can't do that today because I'm sick. But it was. Uh, either, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, yeah. I was, ba- I was just, I just, yeah, just shouting. <laughs> and the, and the, the the guy I was working with was like, "That's fantastic. That's exactly the voice." Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Where can I go if I want to see you in your improv theater? Uh, Is there a website where I can go and find yeah, improv theater? Yeah, improguys co.za i think <laughs> impro guys yeah guys is spelled g-u-y-s-e okay nice so impro guys okay dot co dot, it's either dot co.za or dot com let's have a quick look i didn't realize oh, no, that'd be, yeah. oh wait i can do it yeah and there's of the facebook group and facebook page so we, yeah we do sh- we mainly do shows at uh, the Alexander Bar in town, and uh, sometimes we do them out here in Somerset West at the Drama Factory at the moment. Okay. Yeah. That's currently where we're performing mostly. What do you got there? Improguys.co.za, that's it. Okay. Players of Theatre Sports. Mm. Cool. So there you go, guys. www.improguys.co.za ise.co.za you can catch Pete there and see what he does and um, when you play a video game then he might just be the voice in the background <laughs> I think that's so cool the Afrikaans word is I'm very taken by it it's so awesome but listen um, thank you very much for coming I know you, you're not feeling very well so yeah, I really appreciate you, you coming through and chatting to me for this episode of Meet Me in the Field. And hope to see you at the centenary episode celebrations. You know it. On the 1st of September, spring yeah. day. So wear a spring hat. Nice. <laughs> nice. Not really. You, you can if you want to. <laughs> 
Pete, thank you. Have an awesome Women's Day tomorrow. And you. I found this interview incredibly amusing. Pete is such fun. If he was this entertaining when he's not feeling his best, you can imagine what will happen when he's on top of the world. I definitely want to go to one of his impro theatre shows. It sounds like awesome fun. I also would love if you could remember which computer games he voiced over. Knowing him now will make the sound so much more interesting. It sounds like such fun to do that type of work. In the meantime, I want to wish Pete all of the best on his new career. You can find him at www.realtorofexcellence.co.za. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za, or find me on Facebook at either Meet Me in the Field, or Freddy Counselor, or on Twitter at at Freddy, or Instagram at Freddy Counselor. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. I want to thank Pete for his time and energy in chatting to Meet Me in the Field. Thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.